You are listening to Fanfa Tracks. Rolling. Roll. Roll. Don't use any of oh. this. Don't okay. tell Okay, carry three. Hi. They love you. You know. This is Princess Leia Organa. You're listening to Planet Leia. Permission is granted to land on Planet Leia. Brought to you by Fanthatrax. Here are your hosts, Claire Henry and Johanna Nibielios. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Planet Leia to celebrate Star Wars Podcast Day. Uh, my name's Claire Henry, and I am joined by my co-host... Johanna Lindia Nibelius. We are here to talk about women as usual, as we always do on Planet Leia. But we thought we have done a few episodes where we dwelled into characters, evilness, stuff like that. It's time for a bit of lighthearted fun again. So, Claire, who do you think is the best-dressed female character in the Star Wars galaxy? Oh, you see, now we're talking stuff. It's a hard one because if you think about how, you know, we do have a wealth now of female characters in the Star Wars universe. I mean, you could go off with the original Princess Leia, pretty stylish in everything that she does, including the Slave Leia uh, bikini. Very iconic. You could go with that. I'm going to say they didn't dress her particularly well in her older years. It was just a big old grey cape. Well, I disagree there. I thought they did some interesting. And as a customer with some curves, I really see how they made costumes for Leia that were made to fit a body that's not too flat. But grey. You could do that journey of it and you could go all the way down the route of any of these ladies of the empire, shall we call them? All very stylish women, all very... uh, A well-cut suit that's tailor-made for you will always look very good. Yeah, so you're talking about Deidre Mera, you're talking about Captain Phasma, all very stylish in their own way. And the thing about it is, is we know that the Empire's uniform, I should say, was kind of based on that well-cut suit. It's a uniform. It's, it's not. A, it doesn't tell you who the individual is. Correct. So that's why then we've now got to decide who are the most stylish. And I'm going to go a bit left field this time. And I'm going to go for Garcef Whip from the Book of Boba oh. Fett. Oh, yeah, that's definitely left field. Okay, so non-human for a kickoff, Twi'lek. When she walked out into that cantina that she owned, she oozed sophistication. Her outfits were stylish, flattering. You looked at her and you saw there's a well-dressed female who is in charge oozes sophistication. She might not be the richest, she might be covering it all up, but she oozed that sort of a command and presence. And I'm doing it now as I'm uh, talking to you. I'm looking through all the outfits that we have seen. And okay, she's got a certain style about her, halter necks with bare, cold shoulders, 
or it's sort of that scoop neck top, but long flowing dresses with statement jewellery. Yes, a twilight and we know twilight, at least the female ones, usually like showing off their body. And she does it in a way that's not overtly shown, but it just oozes that sophistication, shall we say. The Mm. choice of fabric, the choice of colour, okay, quite neutral because it's quite greys and blacks and sort of toned down browns. But you could see that at the Met Gala Ball. That would go down well if you were going to the Met Gala Ball and you were walking up the red carpet. I think she is an exceptionally stylish character in Star Wars. I think it added to her character, her stylishness, her presence in in her establishment. You knew who was in charge. And I think that was also because she dressed the way she dressed. And then all the servers were kind of slightly understated and, and not so... Well, dressed is an understatement. Like they were serving, they were wearing next to nothing, but you knew what I mean. You knew she was in charge and she was very stylish. So I'm going to go with Garcia Whip is one of the most stylish female characters in Star Wars. Hi, this is Vivian Lyra Blair and you're listening to Fanta Tracks. I would actually stay on to the bit of a grayish underworld side because I would actually say Kira. I love Queen Amidala's costumes. They are gorgeous. They are wonderful. But they are in a specific setting. I mean, she can't move in them, basically. Especially not in episode one. When she's up in her Amidala, you can't move in them. I mean, and there's when... even a, a comedy sketch about that, isn't there, on Saturday Night Live? You know, basically a costume change at every turn of the head. Yeah, and, and they are gorgeous and great, but they are more like set pieces than actual costume. Now it gets better when she's not a queen anymore, but it's still very formal. And when she's more of a Padme, she's not exactly wearing practical clothes. I mean, when in episode two, when she and Anakin goes to Tatooine, she's wearing a bare midriff in the desert. She's going to get so burnt unless <laughs> they have some magic. There's and I would say I'd like to go with... The- costumes that are both practical and look good and that's why i would go for kira because she looks so great in everything she wears she has that cool sleek black gown when she's on bride and boss's ship it's a definitely some statement jewelry the dress is very black very toned down but the jewelry and you know that you don't know where, but she's definitely holding some, hiding some kind of weapon there. And she is ready to bring out some Tereskasi and kill her opponents if she wants it. But it still looks so good and so classy. Then you have her, what we see in most of her film with that skirt and white leather jacket. And it's the same. It's so suitable for the situation she's in. She's looking good. She wants to make a statement, but she can move around in it and she can use it and when she's wearing that red cape, as when they arrive on Casa, I mean, it's so cool seeing her walk. She has the total presence. I mean, she could be a Sith Lord when she's wearing that red cape and saying that she's bringing slaves to Castle. So Kira has both style and the practicality of her costumes. So that's definitely why I would say she is or probably the most stylish and best dressed woman in the Star Wars galaxy. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I am fond of a knee-high boot myself. And who doesn't like a bit of pleather? I mean, obviously hers will probably be leather, not pleather. But again, it's a great look. It's something that you could actually probably get away with 
wearing now in all universe. I have worn a jacket like that, very similar, but in red and in wool, but very similar to that that I loved to pieces. I might be a bit partial. I mean, the thing about what that, that white leather jacket that she wears is it's a bit of a biker jacket, isn't it? But the collar on it sits mm. beautifully, gives it sort of a bardo look to it. That is a very flattering look to anybody, I think. And the same goes for a skirt length, that it's actually a bit to the knee and bit below. I mean, it's so easy. If you think about skirt lengths and styles, it's either like, does it even exist? But it's very short and very sexy. Or it's full-on gown, very long. You rarely see this very practical look that makes everyone look good with a length like that, especially if you pair it with a high boot. That dress that she wears on the ship, it's a classic. If we were to wear that out to a party or something like that, you know, long slit, that scooping neckline. And for me, it's the um, long sleeves. But it's a very old, classic Hollywood style. A yeah. bit updated, but you see these big film stars. And I'm also in her hair is also done in that all waves. And it's like, it looks very classy, but she has turned it up a notch. And it should be said, a dress like that only looks good if it's fit to perfection and well made. Yeah. It's so easy to make a dress like that look bad. But here it's fit to perfection and it's sewn. I mean, I totally understand that it's a challenge. If you're a customer or a cosplayer and you want to make that dress, be very careful because it's so easy to get it wrong. You also need to have a material that's really good. You can't make it out of cheap holy satin because then every wrinkle will be seen. It will be dreadful. Very unforgiving and you need to be very careful if you're if you're ever going to wear it. The red cape that you were talking about with the biker jacket, let's call yeah. it, and the ple- and the leather skirt, very stylish and probably does hint to the whole Sith background that is written to have. Again, yeah. it's just a little nod to it. Her hair is yeah. stunning. And that's also a, for the practical view. If you want to make Kira, you can actually make her hair. It's not complicated. I, I might have gone... To work sometimes with a Kira-inspired style. And no one knows that at like for May 4th that I do that like side part and a ponytail yep. in the back. Because it looks good. A blunt Timeless. fringe doesn't always suit everybody. I don't think mm. I would necessarily suit a blunt fringe. But she mm. certainly does. And it carries it off well. And again, it's not like Ray's hair or Leia's hair. They are all complicated styles. That if you're going to be a cosplayer and and do them, requires a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of hair clips. And a lot of hairspray. I'm all for making it very easy for myself in that sense. So again, I think you could get away with, what is it? It's a ponytail with a side sort of side parting. So yeah, I think the nod and the dress is definitely to the 30s, which is the feel on the ship, isn't it? And it's... The whole film is, of course, a fun adventure based, um, in a way, on the like adventure serials that you had in that time. You could actually go out on the street dressed like Kira, not in her black dress, that would be for the red carpet, but you can go dressed as that, but she makes it look so good. So here, good looks and practicality is the perfect combination. Tick, tick. For everything in one location... Daily news, reviews, interviews, podcasts, video and social media feeds. Bookmark Fanthatracks.com for Star Wars news 24-7, 365.
And I also think this really talks about how diverse the Star Wars universe. It's easy to get blinded once again by Queen Amidala's costume when you think about female costumes. But there are such a diversity. And now I have a tendency to always get obsessed with the costumes that are so far in the background that no one understands why I'm at a Star Wars convention when I'm wearing them. Still, I haven't made the girl who's crossing the street in Mos Eisley in episode four because she has such a great look to her. But it shows that you have a galaxy that's filled with so many styles. And I think, sure, most of the female actresses are very look good looking. They are slim, but you can find something that suits everyone. And yes, you said that Leia was a bit boring in the sequels. And But I really like that those costumes were made for a mature woman with some extra kilos. I, I do get that. If you liked the flavour of this episode, you need to tune in to or go back to our catalogue of old episodes and have a look and see what we talk about. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode today. It's only a little snippet of our ramblings of Star Wars, but please do come and check us out and listen to some more female. And and the thing about it is that it is female, but it's female from two sets of views, yeah. an old trilogy, old bag like myself, and a prequel, and a prequel fan like, maybe, like yourself. Um, but we do talk about the new films and the TV, and you can see that because the two stylish women of the galaxy, and we have a wealth of stylish females to choose from we've chosen from the new tv series so we embrace all elements of star wars don't we johanna we love star wars that's why we love talking about it and we are women we all we have a tendency to look at it from a female point of view and it's worth raising this female point of view and yes it can be about clothing and sometimes it can be a bit deeper we really like bringing it all to you. We are shades of light and dark, shopping and fashion, evil and good. I think we've even chosen about going away. Uh, where would we go on holiday? Yeah, we had a holiday episode. We had a holiday episode too. So I'm going to leave it to Johanna to say thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. If you want to be a part of the action and stay updated on all the latest Wars news, visit Panther Tracks and be sure to comment, like and share on any of our social media feeds at Panther Tracks. You can reach out to us and send in your listeners' questions by emailing radio at panthertracks.com. Subscribe, leave a review, preferably a five-star one, on Amazon Music, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcatcher or smart speaker of choice. And as always, thanks to James Sample for composing the Panthertracks intro and our Planet Leia opening music, and Mark Daniels and Vanessa Marshall for our voiceovers. Remember to tune in to Good Morning Tatooine, live Sunday evenings at 9pm UK, 4pm Eastern and 1pm Pacific on Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. And check out our Fanta Tracks Radio Friday Night Rotation every Friday at 7pm UK for new episodes of The Fanta Down Under, Planet Leia, Desert Planet Discs, Start Your Engines, Collecting Tracks, Cannon Fodder and special episodes of Making Tracks and every Tuesday at 7pm UK time for your weekly episode of Making Packs. I think that outro is almost as long as uh, our episode this week. Yeah. But listen, thank you everybody for listening. If you want to check out more of what we talk about, please listen to Planet Leia. You'll find us everywhere. But from Johanna and myself, a very happy Star Wars podcast day. 
and check out all the other brilliant podcasts from Fanta Tracks. So for now, may the force be with you all. Thanks for listening. Thanks. We love you. You know. Coming up next on Fanta Tracks Radio, it's Collecting Tracks.